Hi, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Chelsea. I'm Alicia. And this is Camp Final Girls. Hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to Spooky Season. Did I say that? Gross? Or was it spooky? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That was a little sexual. (laughs) So I know we're already... um, Shut up. I know... (laughs) I know we're already more than halfway through October. I know, because you took forever. God, I can't believe you. Yeah, because you you took forever. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just like I have no energy lately and I think it's because I'm so busy all the time and when I'm not busy I'm like having a panic attack about I should be doing something and then I'll be doing something. You're like mentally drained. Yeah and physically and emotionally. I'm Mm -hmm. a hot mess over here guys. I'm right there with you. I thought by now (laughs) I was sorely mistaken but I thought by now in October I would be like 30 pounds lighter with a fresh new man going to to um corn mazes and stuff uh, oh, i'm just God. sitting on my couch for well that's why you should be here and i should be your man that's so true <laughs> i would just love that i would be like I know, wow because we have so we would kids. literally not only like go all kinds of places we would do all kinds of halloween stuff and have a good time i would never and... be like oh i wish i could go do this with something it would always just be us just doing exactly. it exactly all the time mm-hmm. wow what losers we are what are we doing with our lives <laughs> um but sp- a spooky season is um what i'm gonna start this week um and we can go into we could do november could be just second october that's fine yeah that's fine with me let's just extend it until so the like rest christmas. of the year exactly <laughs> and I then agree. christmas we can be a little christmasy but also like um yeah let's keep it spooky for a while yeah because <laughs> I feel I like agree. even though we we suck and we take forever to record these days like I still like feel that the true crime is always so draining you know mm-hmm. well yeah like, plus it like, it depends on how your mental state is too like it could yeah, be I'm a, a hot fucking mess right yeah now. and me like my last story like really like connected you know yeah. on a personal level so it's like that's tough to yeah. like hear stuff like that or just stuff. well and like crimes where like justice isn't served it like yeah also gives me anxiety on top mm-hmm. of that you know or if it involves kids it makes it worse oh yeah and for some reason i just keep doing cases where i'm like what, what am i doing man and yeah. i and i'm doing multi-parters too i know you're psycho. and we're not even a hundred episodes in i'm <laughs> all guess what oh here we go <laughs> but i'm sure we'll get better along the way it's just sometimes too i'll i'll try i'll literally sit down at the end of the day i'm like okay i'm gonna work on my notes and then i'll just sit there and i'll be like my brain is just so fried you know and it takes a lot of work like people don't realize how much work actually goes into mm-hmm. researching and stuff because i don't even go as deep as like other a lot of other people that, like, but they have also more time on their hands well than also we do. usually it's their source of income so that's exactly. all they do and i i would love for us to get there one day but right now i still work full-time job i cook and clean and work out and all that stuff and it just literally takes so much energy from me yeah totally um, agree yes 
But so today, I think you're going to like the subject that I'm talking about. I'm talking about a couple of little teeny tiny witches. Oh. Well, I don't know if they were teeny tiny. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't measure them. So disregard <laughs> that comment. That is not a fact. But I decided to talk about witches because I, I listened to this one po- podcast called um, That Spooky. Mm-hmm. And um, they're hilarious. Um you should definitely give them a listen but they always do spooky stuff too and they were talking a story about a witch and so I was like that would be cool to like research witches like actual witches you know from history and like tell their story because we always joke about being witches but there's real bitches out there that are actually witches yeah so um i have a story of two the first one's kind of short I couldn't I tried my hardest to find as much information about this witch as I could but there wasn't much but I felt like she was a good one to start with because I feel like you would kind of know her a little bit maybe Mm. so (laughs) this is the story hi little kitty (laughs) he knew because there wait is that a boy or a girl girl (laughs) she knew because they're talking about witches (laughs) so this first witch that I'm going to talk about um her name is Maul Dyer um formerly I guess her name was mary and then she's switched it to mall it's like molly without the y really that's really weird so what the thing about this story is a lot of it is legend and myth but somebody researched her and found out that she could possibly be this real person Mm -hmm. so maybe that's also why the name's different okay so I don't know. I think that she was possible. I think she was a real person, but you know, record keeping in the 1600s wasn't exactly as good as it is these days. But so, like, how cool would it be to live back in that day? And uh, see that all would be that. fucking horrible to see women being burned at the stake <laughs> because they can read. Nobody oh, yeah. takes a fucking bath. That's Everybody's true. teeth are black. Ew. <laughs> sewage. Forget about it. Oh goodness. No running sewage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit. Well, I think more just for the history, you know, because there's so much that you don't know about. Yeah. That is kind of interesting, like, to know about if you were back in that day. To, like, live in a a village. Yeah. Like, it's. And, like, to see if they really were witches, you know, or, or, like, what they did was, like, you know. Yeah. Spiritual or people just thought they were witches, you know, just kind of like. they were weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you. I am a witch. (laughs) How'd you know? I'm so weird. Um, Okay, so Mary Dyer was born in 1634 in Devon, England. Starting in 1669, um, when she was about 35 years old, Mary and one of her brothers became indentured servants. Mm -hmm. They served eight years in St. Kitts, which is in the West Indies, like kind of like Africa. Area. Mm-hmm. oh no 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 i'm sorry no it's the west indies what am i saying <laughs> delete 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 um and then relocated in 1677 to maryland along the way she picked up different practices to um for the uses of herbs and natural medicines and uh poultices to heal um that? a poultice is like oh, basically because i googled it as well what's that that. (laughs) and basically it's like a mound of like mushy stuff 
that like you make to you mix together a bunch of stuff and it's like you know you slop it on like a wound to heal it Mm -hmm. so it's like is it like slime almost like almost it kind of reminds me of like the consistency of like moss or something like that but you make it it's not like already like that oh okay so um she basically lived actually i think a pretty uneventful life but for some reason people thought she was a witch and she became an old spinster who healed people with spells and rituals um people always thought that her and her practices were strange but like i said she like had was a slave you know and she had gone through different places and she just picked up like healing rituals and stuff like that which Mm -hmm. yeah is weird but like it was what she learned as she was moving around um but for about 30 years she was mostly left alone living in her little cottage in the middle of the woods um but the local to- townsfolk did be blame her for all of the local natural <laughs> natural natural disasters <laughs> they're so <laughs> full of snot um <laughs> for their natural disasters things such as crops failing and illness spreading they were always like it's that witch <laughs> so basically so she was someone who liked to do like self-healing you know how people like do that nowadays like mm-hmm. they like do like home yes, remedies and culture. stuff yes. well, i don't know about that but um but yeah i feel like people that do that back then were known as witches but people that do that now they're like oh no they're just like a yeah, spiritual healer yeah and it's like earthy and yeah exactly and, love and all that stuff yes um it was said that during some summer months, she would go into the wilderness and gather ingredients for her special little mixtures. She was like, <laughs> rosemary and this and that. And then she would also be begging from neighbors who were terrified of her saying, and they're like, basically she was like poor because she didn't really have a job except for healing people. And she'd be begging. Um, and you know how if somebody comes like a pariah like that, and even mm-hmm. if they just come up to you for anything. Oh, like, yeah. No, get away from me that's so sad i know it is it's um really sad that she kind of got um what is it called uh isolated like she was like they were prejudiced against her oh yeah yeah just because of the way she acted um one of the main disasters that she got blamed for was a record-breaking cold winter in the year of 1697 did they say what she did they say what she was doing that made them think that she did had anything to yeah, do with she was healing people with her spirit rituals oh god so, <laughs> they're like imagine yeah. what she's doing behind closed doors then <laughs> <laughs> um so during this winter an influenza broke out and spread quickly infecting the whole town and killing many because that also never happened in the past yeah <laughs> um as the harsh winter continued, the conditions got worse and worse. More and more people continued to die, and even livestock were dying. People were afraid of the witch and that she might just continue to make things worse. So they decided that the best idea was for them to just force her to leave. Um, in order to get her to leave, a, gro- a group of local townsmen decided to gather at her house with pitchforks and torches, like literally like old style Mm -hmm. um and the dead of a cold winter night and set her house on fire 
Oh my um, god, what is wrong with people? Right, an old baby just living in the woods, just set her house on fire because she's healing people. Jeez, <laughs> like leave her alone. Exactly. So Maul ran from the fire into the nearby woods. Um, the town was happy, thinking they had finally got rid of her town witch. Did she Ta- get out before? Like, did she get burned or anything? Does it say? So I've seen, there was a couple of different versions of the story, because like I said, most of it's like legend. And mm-hmm. some were saying that um, she already knew that they were coming. And so she ran and then they set her house on fire. Uh-huh. And then there's some that say that she set her house on fire and she had to run because of that. So oh, okay. I don't know. There's just so- two different stories. Doesn't really tell you. So, um, when they, wait, 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 where was I? Oh, however, a few days later, they found her frozen to a rock in the middle of the woods. She was found by a young farmer who had gotten, um, gone into the dense tree cover to look for some stray farm animals. When they removed her from the rock, there was an indent left of her right hand and her knees clinging to the rock. And then her other hand was like, reaching up to the sky like as though she was like they found her dead yes frozen to the rock dead oh my god and she was frozen oh my god i would hate to freeze like to right because burn your hut down because they thought you were a witch oh my god poor lady i know so um and they said that they think in her final moments like she was reaching out she was literally frozen like reaching out they think that she was like cursing the land as she was dying wow um her handprint is still on the rock to this day so let me tell you a little bit about the rock so this rock is 850 pound or 875 pound boulder um to this day, people believe that she had put a curse on the rock when she died in it. And anyone who touches it gets, like, nauseous or physically sick. Like, they'll throw up. Mm-hmm. Um, the story of Mal Dyer has been told and passed down from generation to de- generation in this town. Would you touch the rock? Hell no. No. <laughs> Why? Some poor old lady burned to... Or burned. <laughs> froze to death the exact opposite <laughs> this rock i don't get the infatuation of why you would want to touch it unless you were like trying to pay your respects or like wish her well in the afterlife or whatever there's like mm-hmm. no reason to touch it you know um why would you well you said people get physically sick so i guess out of curiosity if it would actually make me physically <laughs> yeah, sick. oh yeah which let's see then <laughs> basically and then you're just cursed with nausea for the rest of your life oh god no <laughs> um so the mall dire um rock was actually actually lost for centuries and often was thought that it was just How a legend does a giant boulder get lost well, because i'm sure the people were like not gonna be like hey save that rock because she died on it <laughs> they were probably oh, just like yeah. left it in the woods you know because they didn't think of uh-huh. it as something cool um that was until a writer named philip h love of the local newspaper the morning star set out to find it in 1968 he set out to help um with the help of a local grocer who had said heard the story that since he was a little boy they found the rock in the woods next to a ravine in 1972, the National Guard set the rock outside of the local old jail museum until it was moved, actually, just back in 2021, to Tudor Hall. This is where they Saint- actually moved that giant boulder. Mm-hmm, 870 pound. Holy boulder. shit. 
that would like cost a lot of money to do that. yeah it's like a part of like historical society there they that's where they are in tudor hall that's where they put the rock um the descendants of the townspeople who ostracized her and were her neighbors still live in the area what where was this at again this was in maryland oh okay like that um, side of uh the country is where a lot of the witch hunts happened right yeah okay. yeah like massachusetts and maryland and yeah, yeah that yeah um, and it's sort of a taboo that they still blame that damn witch for any droughts or other natural disasters. Like if something happened, they're like, oh, it's that damn witch. That's dead. Yes. It's her ghost. cursed on the land. Yeah. There are many local legends and tales about how haunted the land is that also surrounds where her hut used to be. Um, her spirit is said to haunt the woods looking for the men who wronged her in her lifetime. It is even said that she has been seen on the cold, if you go on the coldest night of winter, which I don't know how you know what that night would be, yeah. and <laughs> you will see her. Um, and the land around where she used to live is said to be cursed. Crops will not grow, and it's actually been stuck struck by lightning a few times. Um, and then they also say that there's a white dog that, th so there's a street named after her. It's called Maldire Road. And then there's Maldire River. Um, and they say that if you're driving on that road at night, you'll see like a white dog, which I don't know really what the white dog has to do with her, but sure. That's weird. I'll go with that. <laughs> but also, Maybe she had a dog. I, I didn't see anything anywhere that said she Or had maybe a dog. just people made it up. Maybe they're like, I saw a white dog. And they're like, it was Maldire's dog. <laughs> So she is actually the inspiration for a ton of like poetry and songs and like movies and stuff. But the main movie that you'll know of is the Blair Witch Project. That's I the... never saw that. Well, I thought, didn't you say the remake with me though? Maybe you were like, I don't get it because you didn't see the original. Maybe, maybe. not. I don't, I don't know. know. That's really <laughs> weird that you haven't seen it though, because that was such a staple in my childhood growing up when we would go camping. In Probably the woods. because I thought it was stupid, because I'm like, yeah, these stupid people are recording themselves. Yeah, but that was one of the first, like, um, first person camera I know, movie. But to me, I just like thought that. that was stupid. I don't like documentary looking things <laughs> at the time. Uh, I don't even know how we're friends. <laughs> well, just go shut up and watch it, okay? Okay. And think of Maldire and how she throws up that rock. I will. Okay, so that was my first witch story. The second one, I there's a lot of information out there, and I actually got a good amount. Um, but there's, I'm sure there's way more about her. Um, pardon my French. Quite literally, <laughs> because this story has a lot of French in it and a lot of. I'm gonna laugh at you. You just know like you how laugh at me. <laughs> well, you know how I'm always like because I took like yeah. three years of French in high school, like thinking I'm cool, and I'm probably pronouncing it so wrong. So <laughs> sorry, guys. Okay, so this is the story, and I'm just gonna call her by her first name because less French. Um, is this is the story of Marie Lavu, um, and she is known as the Voodoo Queen of New Orleans. Voodoo. Voodoo. So she was born in 1801 in New Orleans, um, Louisiana. So I'm just going to start by explaining what voodoo is 
Do you know what voodoo is? No. I just know some Perfect. like uh I don't know. <laughs> Magic <laughs> of some sort. <laughs> yes, yeah, so um, voodoo is a religious practice that derives from spiritual practices from historical um, Domini Africa. So it's like an African mm-hmm. religion. Voodoo is actually a fawn word, which means spirit. Um, voodoo was brought to the U.S. during the slave trade. There were two waves brought over from Santé Domingue. Um, although the practices in the New Orleans are far different from what they follow in Africa because mostly because you know when slaves were brought over they still practice their own religions but to the extent of what the law allowed so there's a lot of laws and codes that says you can't really not yeah that's so weird not now I don't know maybe maybe for some of the stuff but Mm -hmm. back in the day when you came over as a slave yes you know and plus a lot of the times people were trying to force their religion on yeah enslaved people Uh um so despite the constant oppression the practice spread and thrived in new orleans um the base basis was root work and helping people to keep positive energy and ward off evil during like just everyday interactions most people practicing used a light version though some didn't and the practice was the dark version of voodoo is called hoodoo oh i heard that (laughs) um there is this is where many of the misconceptions about voodoo come from because of the people who follow the dark side of it Mm -hmm. like it's kind of like you know wicca and like people compare that to like satan worship a lot which yeah the same at all Uh Um, so what's the difference between wicca like for those who may not know between what Wicca. wicca and satan worshiping because wiccas don't worship satan that's the main <laughs> difference well it's, yeah but like wicca is super light and it's about healing and nature and they actually believe in a female goddess which mm-hmm. i talked about this a little bit during the um west memphis three mm-hmm. yeah but yeah that's the main difference is they do not worship satan and satan worshipers do okay. that's the main difference well, that. <laughs> that makes sense that's it okay so the history of her early life is um a lot up to debate like people don't really know much about her childhood and stuff because some sources say that she was born in 1794 and others say she was born in 1801 um and her parents were um a free slave named uh marguerite dark 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 (laughs) <laughs> and the mistress who was the mistress to charles levue um he was like a mixed race business man but she was just his that's how that happened a lot back then yeah but he was himself mixed you know oh, okay so he was like probably lighter skinned mm-hmm. but her mother gave birth at um marie's grandmother's house so she's like she's becomes pregnant from this affair she's having and she goes to her mom's house and she's like oh no i'm, I'm pregnant mom like help me um her mom's name is miss Catherine, mm-hmm. and when she had her she's like okay you keep her i'm going back to charles oh wow so her grandmother raised her i'm like damn girl but if you're gonna go back to the man anyway you're like well at least take your love child yeah <laughs> that's kind of weird um Marie was the first freeborn slave, or or not, she wasn't, 
a slave. She was the first freeborn um, woman of color in her family. Mm-hmm. Her great grandmother was a slave brought from Africa, and her grandmother Catherine was purchased by a free black woman. Catherine was able to pay for her freedom and built a house in the French Quarter. Oh, wow. isn't that crazy? Yeah, that I is. Think her history is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Marie married a Creole man from modern day Haiti named Jacques Paris. And- <laughs> <laughs> I like that name. <laughs> very french um her father never actually married her mother but he did sign documents claiming him as her child and he agreed to be there for her wedding so he's like hey i'm gonna have an affair with you have a baby keep her over there at mom's house but i'll sign papers saying i'm her dad that's so weird not involved in my life which is really weird (laughs) um jacques is in the registry as a cabinet maker very impressive mm. <laughs> although a lot of sources state that they never had children um marie and her husband Jacques. Mm-hmm. um however there were records of two daughters that were found in a, a baptism record which is weird because they're mm-hmm. like she was like no i never had any kids with him and then there was record of two girls oh, that's um interesting yeah this her actually relationship with her whole first husband is pretty interesting um but their marriage was short-lived after he disappeared and supposedly he was found dead somewhere and there's records of his death but there's no body there's no gravesite like it's really weird yeah so there's no record of her two missing daughters or the record of her husband's death they just all kind of disappeared oh wow that's so crazy a lot of people talk about they're like well Maybe she had something to do with it or but something. How do they have weird. a record of something and they can't find these people? I don't get it. So like her daughters, for an example, mm-hmm. there's records of them being baptized, but there's no birth records. There's no death records. There's no records. They went and became slaves themselves. Like mm-hmm. nothing. There's no records of them past their baptism. And then the husband, it was like all of a sudden one day, um, so, like, one day her husband just disappeared out of the blue. Like, there's no explanation for it. And then there's a death record, but no body or anything. That's, yeah. I don't know how. I guess back then it's probably easier to, like, do that kind of stuff just because. Yeah, but how did people who knew her, because she becomes pretty famous, like, how did they not know about her first two daughters? Except for somebody one day was like, wait, there's them listed as the parents to these two girls and that's it like nothing else after that which is weird like like whatever happened to them and stuff yeah like but nobody even remembers them that's my point like it's just a weird thing so marie started to refer to herself after her the death of her husband as um the widow of paris like she loved <laughs> to call herself that oh. um <laughs> very weird and the black a- widow <laughs> That's what she should have called herself because that would have yeah. been way more badass. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1826, she married um, a wealthy white man named, are you ready for this name? Oh, no. I'm scared. Louis Christophe Dumy de Glip Glapion. Glip Glapion? Yeah. And so he has one, two, three, four names, but with a de in it, you know? Oh, okay. So they're. Um, their marriage was a common law marriage because at this time interracial couples couldn't legally be married. Oh, they ended okay. up so they were only married. Like 
Uh, like not on paper, you know. Uh-huh. So they ended up having several children together. Some of the their children did die from yellow fever that had spread through New Orleans at the time due to basically just poor sewage systems. Remember, I was telling you. Yeah. <laughs> and then they so they had a total of seven children together, and three of them died in infancy. Oh no, that's so I sad. I know that's one thing too about living in the past is like you didn't know if you were going to survive childbirth, your baby was going to survive childbirth, and mm-hmm. then how long both of you were going to last after that. Yeah. Scary. So Marie became um, a hairdresser in order to help support her family. During the time, she often became counseled to her clients because you know how hairdressers are. You sit mm-hmm. down, they do your hair, and all of a sudden they know all of the men you dated in the last five years. Yeah. <laughs> I just know everything. <laughs> That's um, true, and your whole life story. And you can't help it too. You're just like, blah, blah, blah. why did They're I your therapist. that? Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Um, at first, this mostly consisted of black clients who were servants, but news soon spread of her help, and her clients started to include people of all colors and backgrounds. Um, and people would just often go to her for advice and even the help of healing evil energies. Um, there were even legends that rich white women had come to her, and she like got them to spill all their deepest darkest secrets oh wow um she was a devout catholic her whole life which is pretty interesting Mm -hmm. um and she would use this and the later practice of voodoo to help people in need like she would um preach to people about catholics stuff and voodoo stuff all of it Mm -hmm. um maria said to be the granddaughter of a very powerful priestess in santa domingue she started practicing the religion when her mother died. Um, it did not like take long for her before she became a f- dominant figure in the voodoo culture in New Orleans. She was a queen of voodoo for decades and became a staple for people looking for help. She helped people dealing with affairs, domestic issues, people who needed help with their finances, health, and childbearing. She would provide them with either advice or voodoo religious items, like mixtures for grigri. Which a grigri is basically kind of like it could be like a sack or a little like capsule that mm-hmm. you mix like stuff together and you wear it basically. Oh, okay. Um, and then she'd also make them like voodoo candles and mixtures and all all the stuff. Um, she would also be the leader of several voodoo rituals that took place in New Orleans. Some would occur at her home, like located on the famous Saint Anne Street. Um, she would speak to people there and then they would also have ceremonies where she would conjure the spirit of the great zombie who is he's like an african god Mm -hmm. um basically who's um also known as dambala widu he's a deity that's known as like the father of like light and creation basically so how weird though how could you be catholic and then practice voodooism or is that what it's called yeah that girl I don't know. That's kind of interesting. That's why it's it's completely different things. Because when you believe in a certain thing, then you don't believe in this other stuff. But yet she believed in both. So that's kind of interesting. Well, so I'll I'll tell you why later. I think she did the voodoo. Well, not I don't think this, but I think that it's it's been brought up in history, like legends about why she did it. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you later. But um it is interesting i agree because when i was like oh i'm gonna look at this voodoo queen and then i was like she was catholic i was like wait what Mm -hmm. it was interesting for her um but she would conjure this deity the great zombie through her pet snake what oh wow (laughs) it's 
kind of interesting. <laughs> um, she would also have gatherings in Congo Square um, where people would just sing and dance. Like Congo Square, even to this day, is like a very poppin' place that um, mm-hmm. she would have gatherings there with people. Um, Marie would have huge ga- gatherings and ceremonies at Link- Lake Ponta Chair Train. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Here, people um, who were a part of the voodoo religion, who like were initiated into it, would dance, sing, and sometimes they would go through spiritual possessions. Oh, wow. Um, so okay. it got pretty crazy. Um, here's where Marie would bring her king, which was her husband. You know, that guy with four names. Mm-hmm. Um, he would join join her and he was actually considered her second in charge, which is very interesting for a religious practice for the, you know, to for it to be a, what is it called? Like a, a oh my gosh, not a, a matriarchal religion oh, uh-huh. where the yeah. woman's in charge, the mother. Oh, okay. So she was in charge and then he was like her second in yes. command or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, during these ceremonies, locals would sneak into the woods and watch them and they would return and like sensationalize things and just be like, oh, they were having oh, orgies yeah. and everybody was naked. So, and um, they, were, oh so they would make up like stories and what happened and it didn't happen. And it was just like they were singing and dancing. It isn't and, uh, there. People, it's always you know, I was drama, thinking of like those drama, videos drama. Um, with women of like yes. churches where like you're getting demons <laughs> out of you. Men. That's true. But I'm saying women Women, I feel like oh, there's so much yeah, drama and with women. It's crazy. <laughs> and it's all well, yeah. I mean, men are stupid. Yeah, exactly. Men are stupid. They Sorry, should be out of the picture. I, love, I, I'm I want a husband. Sorry. I don't. I'm all, all I don't. All guys are all, yeah, like, we're marrying you now. <laughs> okay. They're like, um, these bitches. <laughs> They're all talking shit on us. Okay. Before, um, there were two, uh, before her there were two other queens um the latest was marie salup who actually introduced um marie to the same fund or some of the fun- fundamentals of the religion once um marie took the title and claimed it she was unchallenged until 1850 so how do you challenge something and how do you win you're probably just like, well, let me tell you what happens between her and this oh, one okay. Because maybe this will answer that question for you. Mm-hmm. So, so this is when a Creole woman, another Creole woman named Rosalie moved to town and attempted to take the control. Um, in order to create fear, she put, this like, sounds terrifying to me. She put this life-size like wooden doll in her front yard that was like um, covered in like, uh, like jewels and all this stuff. And it mm-hmm. like... I don't know, sounds pretty scary to me. Um, that she said came from Africa with her, and she was just like, Here you go, I'm scary, or something. Like, look at this <laughs> giant wooden doll. And like everyone, Annabelle? Yeah, but like bigger size. Yeah. Oh my God. And everyone started talking about this doll. And Marie didn't like that. She was getting all the attention. She's like, Whoa, like I'm still the voodoo queen. Don't talk about that girl's doll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Rosalie took her to court. Oh, sorry. Rewind. <laughs> so Marie stole the doll. <laughs> Very important part of the story. Um, and Rosalie took her to court because of it. But Marie. Back then? Really? 
hell yeah they're all you bitch stole my dog <laughs> yeah dude i'm gonna take you to court <laughs> so weird i know but marie won the court trial and the dog what? was like forever removed she she stole the doll because she's the voodoo queen you don't fuck with the voodoo queen oh my god that's crazy right in front of you oh my god i know um in 1855 her husband of 50 years um died um and she never married again after that there's like no record of her ever loving anybody else like they were married for 30 years that's a long ass time yeah see Um, i'm gonna find that kind of love doesn't exist <laughs> i know only if you're a voodoo queen okay well then let's become voodoo queens let's yeah. figure it out <laughs> that would be so scary um let's see in the later years of her life marie had to move her um voodoo across the mississippi Ridi- river to the <laughs> stop <laughs> the Al- ritter Algars. what's a ritter shut the fuck up Shut up. I hate her guys. Um this is the birthplace of voodoo. She eventually died in 1881 peacefully in her cottage right before she was about to turn 80. So she lived a pretty decently long life. And actually after she died, much of um voodoo's following in New Orleans died too. So oh, it's wow. not what? practice as much as it used to be oh, in New Orleans. Okay. Um, she was buried in the St. Louis Cemetery where visitors flock each year to bear her gifts. They'll bring her like flowers and herbs and all, all that stuff. It's told by local tour guides because most of the sites where I pulled up information about her was actually on ghost tour sites. Mm-hmm. Um, they tell the, the legend um, that Marie is said to haunt her old cottage off of St. Anne and sometimes is also seen in the cemetery where she's buried. However, I don't know how she's haunting her old cottage because it was demolished in 1907. <laughs> so you know how tour guides do. They'd be like, oh, it's haunted. This yeah. place that is not existent <laughs> is haunted. This place that once, to be, once used to be here, she haunted it. <laughs> long ago and that i really want to go somewhere that's haunted but i would only go with you and i would like hold on to you we should go to alcatraz yeah i'm all like i had to think about it i'm like yeah why are you too scared maybe they're prisoners these are that's a different kind of haunting yeah so there's a prison out here really horrible in case, well, I'm sorry, in case people didn't know that that was the story, end of the stories for the witches. But <laughs> <laughs> that was it. But um, there's a prison out here where a riot happened. Like, I think it was back in the 80s that I've been telling you I've been wanting to cover. I know, and you haven't. I will one day. But it <laughs> actually, day. like, some people do, um, or they used to do ghost tours there. And until, like, some TV show called, like, The Crime, or ghost lab or something like that came and they like were damaging like some of the bars and now what? they don't do ghost tours anymore and i'm like oh that's well, screw those people i want to show oh my god that sucks i know i'll have to do that story one day i have a book on it that i gotta read though and i've never um, read a book for a case yet i mean for for mary doll i actually mary doll <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Mall Dairy? It was the opposite. Wasn't it Mall Dyer? Shut up. <laughs> For her, I actually did read a part of a book, but then I had to buy it and I was like, I'm broke right now. But I read a part of a book for that one, but mm. I was just like, you know, the sample or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I want to read books for cases. I just feel like that's a lot. Like mm. it, this has to be like something I'm doing more like full time for me to yeah. do that kind of research because I want to, I wish I had time for that, but it's hard for me to pull my shit together. We I... can't even read a book together anymore. I know. Well, <laughs> we should. <laughs> We still have to finish that pirate one. I know Maddie's reading it. I know. She was like, can I borrow a different book? She tried to borrow this other book and she didn't like it. Uh-huh. And so she tried to borrow another. She asked if she could borrow another one. She read the thing, the synopsis on that one. She's like, I'm going to read this one. And I was like, tell me if it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad. But yeah. You're welcome. You guys. <laughs> My story about stories about witches see i i really like stories about witches because it's very interesting you know it is because these are like real women who were like living their lives in the old days and just and doing like, things that witch yeah and they, they were just doing things that they thought would help people or help them you know it made them feel they weren't doing anything bad like yeah. i would get it if they were like sacrificing people and like doing that kind of stuff but they weren't Which, and they just thought yeah. they were evil mm-hmm well, and they were just making stories up that just absolutely weren't true. Yeah. Like, poor Maul, like, she just was an old woman, and you burn her house down, she ran into the woods and froze to death. Like, <sighs> poor lady. That's sad. And, I mean, I feel like maybe um, Marie Laveau had a little bit easier time because she became a queen, you know? People yeah. worshipped mm-hmm. her, which is nice. <laughs> kind of crazy, though, that it didn't, like, continue, not, you know? Like, I thought it was, right? I think it would be kind of cool because when you think that. of like um new orleans i always think well i don't always think of voodoo but i mostly like mardi gras and stuff but mm-hmm. like i thought it was more prominent than that but mm-hmm. not since she died in 1881 yeah. a long time ago that is a long time ago that's so crazy i know i know and you know what i think about too sometimes is there are women out there who claim to be like witches or they do read tarot cards and stuff like that and it's like people just like look at them like eh, that's fake but it's not i'll tell you why because i had a reading one uh, time I'm scared no i had and a reading told you all about your love life that you're involved in now yeah and <laughs> they obviously told me it's you know basically not whatever yeah they just said it's not a good time or I forgot like I'm not a good time never is a good time no like I forgot what they said but like whatever she said it was like right on the money and I was like I should have listened to that damn lady yeah because your best friend's been saying the same thing (laughs) since you met her and for some reason you're just like meh (laughs) meh I do that to everybody though yeah even God's like hey Alicia here's a sign here's another sign here's another one pray about it he's like (laughs) What are you doing? <laughs> I'm giving you signs. <laughs> I can't stand you. Just kidding. I love you very much. Don't ever, ever leave me. No, you don't leave me either. Never. I could never. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, Alicia is going to do something spooky next. Hopefully. Yes, I am. I am. It's not in two weeks. I am sorry. <laughs> no. 
I'm going to make sure it's done this week, I promise. Okay. And I'll start working on mine now, too, because I feel like if I start working on it now, it's more then, likely yeah. that I'll have it done by my time. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I'm glad that we switch off, because remember when we first started, I was thinking about doing, like, each of us tell a story each time, because I listen to a few podcasts that do that. I'm like, mm-hmm. imagine doing a story every week. No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's exhausting. I would be like, no. I don't know what to talk no. about now. Yeah, Still I'll be like. about my cat, okay? <laughs> Beetlejuice, you're the star right now. <laughs> All right. But thanks for listening, you Thank guys. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We appreciate Stay it. spooky and creepy and icky and ooey and gooey. <laughs> Ew, not actually no you might want to wash yourselves okay <laughs> i just took a shower before we recorded because i was like i smell like ass <laughs> and i know you can't smell me through this recording but it's better to know that i showered doesn't it guys <laughs> you like it alicia i know you like i do i, I can smell you i can tell you have it and i feel uncomfortable because you got sweat on your upper lip <laughs> <laughs> just kidding you guys that's just radiance because she's beautiful it is She's my glow. (laughs) Okay. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Pasta. No way.